Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Dabblers Book Club. I am Hadjah. And I am Curtis. Hello Curtis, how's your day gone? Fine, yeah, but on lockdown. Oh, How about you? I've been on lockdown, yeah. yeah. It's been stayed inside. I did a workout this morning, which meant I got up at 6.30 and spent the rest of the day napping because I was so exhausted from, from that and workout. Tell them about your workout because I thought it was really weird. <laughs> so my amazing friend who was seven months pregnant and still doing all these classes, lifting like three times the weight I can lift, mm-hmm. uh, and she has a baby inside her. She's doing these remote classes and it's kind of everyone in their living rooms and she wants people to use household objects and things. And the heaviest thing I could find was our dehumidifier full of water. So <laughs> I was trying to squat that this morning. Um, and yeah, then I spent the rest of the day on the sofa reading and having a nap. I mean, I suppose we're quite lucky that we've got that dehumidifier then. Because <laughs> people don't normally have these in their houses. But for people's reference, our flat has a ground floor and a lower ground floor. We right now are on the lower ground floor. Underneath the pavement. Literally underneath the pavement. And it catches loads of um, moisture. So we have to have this, we've got this like R2-D2 sized <laughs> dehumidifier that we flick on, but I'm glad that came in useful for a lockdown workout for you. Yeah, did. Then spilt loads of water on the floor and now I need to turn the dehumidifier on to collect that water again. But <laughs> ask me what I was reading after my workout while I was on the sofa, Curtis. Go on, what did you read? I was reading My Sister, The Serial Killer by Oyinkan Braithwaite. Wow. Well, that's lucky because I read it the other day. I thought we were going to read The Road this week yeah we were um, and then the actual apocalypse and then was the actual apocalypse outside. well we, it was already apocalypse last time when we were doing tender as the flesh but with um with the road i started reading it slowly you gave it a look through and you sort of said it wasn't as amazing as you remembered or it's quite depressing for the for where we're at right now so we yeah, thought maybe i think if anything the world right needs right now is cheer cheer so um, what's more cheerful than uh, my sister the serial killer uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's dive straight in. I'm I'm really excited to hear your opinion on this. But first, I think we should give a little synopsis. And if ever something did what it says in the tin, <laughs> this is a short, sharp tale. Um, the protagonist is uh, Karede and her sister Ayula is a serial killer. And it's just so beautifully whimsical, I think. Uh, and it's very, very fast paced, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Karede is a nurse. Um, her sister Ayula is sort of like a fashion designer slash influencer. It's very current. And um, she has a track record of killing boyfriends. And this book um, is the, the setting for some of those killings. So that's what it does. Um, now, we both whipped through this really quickly. Uh, what? So you read it today. How, how did you find it? What do you think? Very gripping. Um, very easy to read through. I do love a short book. Um, well, I say I love a short book. There are books I've read in the last couple of years that I just thought 
it almost felt like they were a cop out. They were that short. It was like, you haven't given this story the length mm. that it deserves. But I didn't feel that with this. I felt it was the style matched the plot and the yep. characters. Everything felt very in sync. Like I've read some stories where it's quite deep emotional matter but it just feels skirted through and mm. I felt a bit disappointed and let down by the author. Whereas this, it didn't feel like there were stones unturned. You know, again, mm. again with some, some of the shorter books, you go, well, you didn't really explore that character or that character, whereas I felt this was quite a good even view of all the key characters um, mm. in as much, you know, uh, as much as they needed to be. This was uh, shortlisted for the Women's Prize of Fiction last year and longlisted for the Booker Prize, so it has made... Waves. It's made waves. People are talking about it, apparently. Um, how did it p- come into our lives, particularly? You you bought it. I think a friend had mentioned that she'd read it and said it was a good book to read. Um, and then I, yeah, you know, as it's Apocalypse Now, I thought I'll just uh, add this to the list. I was very pleasantly surprised by the length because, you know me, I can I need to get really, really into a book. If I've got a longer book to read that I'm not into, Yeah, it takes me a while. Uh, but this, I was like, even if even if I'm not into it, I can still get through it as homework yeah um, well, well, well i i agree i um i thought actually quite specifically i mean the, it's very big text uh the chapters are often a page and a half mm-hmm. not even yeah. so there's that thing when you're reading where you're like okay when can i next take a break yeah when can i go to the toilet when can i make a cup of tea and with this you're like oh well there's the next break and that actually <laughs> yeah. makes you carry on because they're really yeah. short intervals yeah. and it makes it very readable and it was nice actually because i mean from my point of view i think i just read what had i recently read I'd read uh, Moving Mars by Greg Bear, which is a sci-fi and a very long sci-fi where you think and use your brain. And that had like no chapters. It had like mm-hmm. six parts, but there was a long way between these parts. Big, thick hardback. And and I've just embarked on an IQ 84 by Haruki Murakami. Which yeah, Curtis is, reads books alongside these, whereas Dabbler's yeah, Book Club is like my only reason to read books. <laughs> Well, it's it's, it's it's the size of a um, the size of a brick. It's like over a thousand <laughs> pages. So something like this was really refreshing. And like I say, I don't just say that because the content is easier. I just mean because of how easy it was to fly through and read. So if you're looking for a quick read, this is um, definitely recommended. Bang for buck, it gives bang you, doesn't for it? Buck. Bang for buck, what, gives you. A what you big said? Bang. Um, oh, sorry. Well, well, what you said a moment ago reminded me. Um, I think actually, considering how little there is to this book, how quick the chapters are. There's a lot of information mm. given. You know a lot very quickly. She did a very good job of painting the characters. Yeah. Like, so, without saying very much, you you knew a lot about um, Kareda. You knew a lot about Ayula. Yeah. You knew a lot about Dr. Tade, who yeah. we'll, we'll go into. And, and the mother yeah. and the father. And, yeah, yeah, so all much. the extra characters. Um, yeah, she paints brilliant pictures. Like, it's very, very clear. And I think she, you know, just talking about the attitude she picks up from her colleagues, it's really, really clear. You just need, like, three words. You're like, oh, cool, I know mm. the sort of character I'm dealing with here. Um, yeah, yeah. Very so there was the nurse. Specific. I've actually, the name escapes me, but the nurse, she's... Is it Ying Kay? Uh, I, we are talking about the same one, yeah. So there's, The there's, one with the attitude. Yeah, there's, there's a nurse with yeah. an attitude, and you know about it really quickly. Yeah. And it's quite subtle, but really, really clever how you're like, okay, she's kind of a pain in the ass yeah and she keeps sort of making jabs as well doesn't she mm. um something about what was it she made a, a comment about her shoes oh they were nice i bet they looked really nice when they were new or like when they were out or mm. you know in season or something um yeah she's that little power struggly niggly person because obviously um yeah is yinka yinka yeah yinka because yeah. karede's um like the supervisor of the nurses isn't she and yeah. it's quite interesting like like Yin, uh, yinka's obviously the one that yeah, gives her a hard time. And that's not even central to the plot. No, she's such yeah. a side character, but she makes it, you know, she's one of the things that fluffs this out into a big, believable 
yeah. world and not just focusing on the main narrative. So shall we go to the main narrative? So Ayula yeah. is the serial killer and we join Karede and Ayula when Ayula has just killed her third boyfriend or love interest, uh, which makes her a serial killer. So she looks mm. it up online and is like, oh, three makes you a serial killer. And you get an instant sense of Corrado's character because she is cleaning very meticulously and bleaching and sort of handling the situation. She helps get rid of the body, doesn't she? Yeah, and, and you get a real sense of Ayula's, not naivety, but just... Blase, blase maybe. Yeah. She kills people. That's what she does. She kills people, but also <laughs> the way of handling the, the crime scene afterwards was just, you know, not really connecting what, what's happened with mm. you know, consequence. And that's the thing. When I had a little scratch around online and people are calling this like, like a, a dark comedy, mm. and I can see that in a way because... They're, they're dealing like the, it opens with a murder cleanup. That's the first scene of this book. And while you know initially your brain goes, oh my god, okay, right, they're yeah. you know cleaning up blood and, and there's bleach in there and it's very visual. Um, they're, they're kind of going, and that's what my sister's like. And yeah, and it goes on. But you know, you're you, getting such a sense of character. Yeah, it's not about the murder. It's about the impact of that murder on Karede and. Mm. Um, yeah, the lack of impact and effect it has on Ayula as well. You're seeing this mm. real dynamic play out between... You, well, you're, understa- you're really understanding their sisterly dynamic, which is very, very relatable to many sisters. It really mm. plays on that kind of Eleanor and Marianne Dashwood thing in Sense and Sensibility. You've got the the older one who keeps her emotions to herself and is seen as slightly more plain but sensible, and then the younger one who's quite fiery and... Um, mm. And wayward and does what she wants. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought that. Well, I, you know, my sister has a big age gap and I'm a brother, so it's a different dynamic. But I was thinking so many people will relate to this because mm-hmm. they're seeing it through the eyes of the sister who has always picked up the pieces. Yeah. And I think we all know people who go through life sort of willy nilly and, and, and it's because you're the one picking up the pieces yeah, why they clueless. can afford they to do no that. Idea of the and impact. it's so frustrating. And I think you and I have both been that to, to other people yeah. in our lives. Um, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think that's you to your sister. I think we've uh, both been both sides. Like everyone is to a degree to mm. people. Um, but with family dynamics, it's just so powerful, isn't it? Because you can't get out of them. It's so hard to to see clearly with a family dynamic because it's your whole identity. Who would Karidi be if her sister didn't need her? Mm. Um, what would she be? What you know? What? Why is it so important that, yeah, she looks out for her sister and clears up her mess? And clearly it's because that's who she is to her. She mm. would not be someone without her sister needing her, without protecting her family, mm. as she did as a younger child as well. Um, but, yeah, the dynamic is de- the dynamic is definitely relatable. So, I mean... So many older sisters feel protective. There's this picture mm. of my sister who comes who comes up quite a bit. There's a picture of her holding my little brother, and my sister would have been four, and my baby brother would have been yeah just born. And she's looking at the camera, and it's this "don't you touch him" kind of thing. <laughs> she looks so protective of him. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, and that and that very much is what the narrative of of this book does, doesn't it? Or the thread of this book, rather you. You follow it through, and and Ayula gets up to so much. Obviously, mm. the the worst part of it in, is murder, but in in between that, she sort of cheats on a boyfriend, and and she, um, you know, she's quite uh, am, is it ambivalent the word? She's quite ambivalent to someone she's killed, and she's supposed to be mourning online, mm. but then she just starts posting cheery Snapchats. She's obviously infuriating in her attitude to some things, but be, beyond all of that, 
Karate always comes through for her mm -hmm. and always backs her up. I actually think Ayula is such a cool character, mm. even though she's a serial killer. She, she's basically, a, yeah, quite sociopathic, mm. you know. And yes, a serial killer, obviously, as it says at the very top. But um, there's just something about the fact that she she looks very cool. Yeah. Um, she acts very cool. She, there's something about that character, that happy-go-lucky thing. Every time she's betrayed, I'm like, there's something very, very, very cool about this serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that struck me about the two of them is when it comes to Dr. Tade, who we understand Karede has a crush on or is mm. in love with and you know, her heart races whenever he's in the room. And she's clearly been keeping her sister from him because mm. she doesn't, you know, she sort of says she doesn't want to mix her work and home life, but it's she knows that he would... Mm. take a fancy uh, to her sister but there's an interesting element of responsibility to that relationship because she's so hurt that Ayula goes out um, with this doctor but she doesn't ever voice it when she has mm. the chance Ayula asks her do you like him and I think she's not giving her sister the chance to be genuine and authentic and show how she cares for her in return mm. yeah because yeah. you only see that at the end don't mm. you and I'm trying to place where it was, but this is this is after the 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 sister has tried to kill Tade mm -hmm. and failed, and Tade goes, whoa, 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 you were you, you were right all along, mm -hmm. you know, you, you you said that your you know sister was crazy and hurt people and killed people, and the sister goes, hang on, what did you tell him that? Because mm -hmm. you, you know I told him this, and she lied to protect them, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I think it was to do with the stealing of the ring. I know now we're getting very yeah. Um, Deep into it. But yeah, that, so it turns out in the end, Ayula, despite it all, has her sister's back. Yeah. yeah. Despite all the killing. She's like, yeah, but we're sisters. That rises above yeah. all of this. Karide doesn't give Ayula enough chances to, to show that support back because Karide does keep her emotions in. Mm. And and actually, that again is quite a, a thing we notice in family relationships that you get, you know, you might get the odd family member or friends or who will get the most upset, but they haven't voiced what they want. Mm. And I think that is very clear of Karida's character which she's not actually saying what she needs or wants or emotionally because she's so used to being that protective older sister and that's all yeah. she is at her core and uh, to the point that she even lets go you know this friendship or whatever it could be this blossoming thing with this mm. so there's another aspect to this where is it Mota um, is that his name? Oh, Murta. Murta, yeah. Um, the man in the coma. The man in the coma, who you can kind of see where this is going when she is talking to him. Like, he's obviously going to wake up and he'll yeah. remember it. Yeah, it was really obvious that it bit. It was, yeah. I didn't mind that, but no. I was like, well, yeah, she's telling her secrets to the man in the coma. This Obviously he's going to... But it yeah. was quite nice because it, it was her opportunity to find comfort and solace in someone and to be close to someone and she doesn't take it um, because... Ayula is the only person who knows everything about her and vice versa. It's, mm. And it's interesting, I think, when you think about how their father would have completely and utterly messed up their heads, that you're never going to feel close to someone when you've shared the worst of experiences with another human being. Like, no one else will ever get you. Mm. Um, and I think she's very afraid of that closeness, clearly. So I think you hit on a really good point there. As with a few books we've covered on this podcast and just stories fiction life in general uh so always the parents yeah and there are some scenes with the parents in this book that are pretty haunting yeah, i thought um, very powerful and just yeah very disturbing yeah. Do, do you know there was a couple of them that got me so um so the dad is long dead in this book he but from the flashbacks you get he was a man of great power very popular in the local community um but just an awful, awful man to mm. live with, clearly. He, he was abusive to the mother and uh, the two girls. Um, oh, that bit where he brings back a woman to yeah. their house. See, that's what I was getting at. so sick. I just, yeah. oh, 
in that moment. And it's funny because it's such a short chapter, isn't it? Such short little scene. Yeah. So much is done with so little wording. Yeah. But yeah, he brings home a woman mm-hmm. who is not his wife. The, the, you know, the mum is at home um, with the daughters. And he's just so cold about yeah. it. Yeah, oh. And, and in the end, the, the mum is like sat down in, in the um, corridor, like screaming and mm. tears. And the daughters, who are little, are like consoling her, just say, just let him go. And mm-hmm. he goes to the room yeah. with the other woman. Oh, it's it's a really it's upsetting so chapter, horrible. isn't it? It's so, so horrible. Because I think it's just that coldness of men like that and abusers and sociopaths and all that sort of thing that they can hurt you so much. And they'll always find a new way to hurt you. Like mm. her mum has made peace with, in some ways, with, okay, he's abusive, okay, he's cheating on me, but he then finds another way mm. to, oh, and it's just horrible. And the fact that he's okay the next day because he's moved on, so everyone else should have done, and it's not a big deal. And yeah, yeah, complimenting her on it, the mother on the cooking and stuff like that. Oh, oh God, yeah. It was so, it was, Pretty yeah, I found that really disturbing. Yeah. It's quite, and it is seriously impressive that you can feel that strongly about something. You know, this this novel is, is is very, very sinister in that yeah. way, but so lighthearted the next. I think it's a really clever piece of work. Really the do. the other bit with the, the dad is when, uh, God, this was a good chapter as well, when um, Ayula is like 17, 16, 17, maybe a little bit younger, and brings a boy home. And it's that typical oh, yeah. bring the boy home scene that I think a lot of people... Or, you know, bring the boy home, bring well, the no, girl home even, from I, school. I don't even think she brings him home. Does, doesn't he come round or something like that? Like, because she, she protests that I didn't even invite him. He. Oh, yeah. But yeah. anyway, it all seems happy families. And actually, the boy meets the, the dad and mm. the dad's very, very, treats him very well, speaks to him. And Corrida uh, can pick up on guest. his, she picks up on how her dad is. Yeah. And then no one else can. And, and that's what happens, you know, kids in abusive families and relationships, you you get so attuned to the minutiae of their movements and mm. flicker of the eyes. Mm. And she picks up on it. She's trying to warn her sister. Mm. Oh, I didn't get that. Scene, yeah. I knew that she looked to the cane, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, actually didn't pick up on that. Sister there. So yeah. And then obviously the boy goes and the dad shuts the door, stops playing happy families. Uh, yeah. And like takes the cane down to give her a, give her Eula, younger Eula a clout. Um, and yeah, then Karele just holds Eula's yeah. hand while the, well, whipping's going down. on yeah, awful, which oh it is it's quite really horrible we're maybe not selling this because it's it just sounds nothing but misery but it's such a good read yeah it is a good read and it um but it hooks you in lots of lots of ways i quite like that there's no sort of moral issue or discussion around ayula being a killer it's just okay that's what she is okay she's yep. killed people this is who she is and we're not asked to explore why she's killed those individuals you kind of get an overall sense of okay cool she's fucked up because her dad is clearly an awful was an awful monster mm. and that's had an impact on her so of course she's probably gonna hate all men and not trust them and just want to kill them but she could have always had this sort of serial killer streak you never know but i like that it's just from the first chapter yeah my sister serial killer you know when you see the title you think there might be a twist on it you think that you might get some sort of mystery or you know wandering of a serial killer but it's like yeah. nah this is <laughs> she is just this a serial is what killer. it is yeah. um from page one and then everything else is what you unravel you unravel those dynamics it's almost like the killing is the least important yeah in a way bit. yeah because well you're wondering if she'll get found out but what you're really interested in yeah is will one sister betray the other yeah um will the men find out will dr tade get get murdered <laughs> you know what mm. will happen um and will the police find out and all that sort of thing Actually, none of that for the story and for the, what we get out of it as readers, I don't think any of that is as important as just the relationships. Do you know the one bit I couldn't quite believe, and it's probably because, like, um, 
I haven't lived in this city, mm-hmm. but the the how the police are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just it's, it seems like such a brutal like bribery and corruption and all that sort of so thing. So yeah, bad. Yeah. And to be fair, I, like I have I have watched I don't know if it's a Louis through or something on Lagos, and yeah. they are saying it's you know largely gang run. And uh, but yeah, there's a couple of times where she's stopped in traffic, and she's not for all intents and purposes it's just a routine stop check but she mm-hmm. still ends up having to pay them just to go away yeah i seem to remember in iran it was kind of oh, really? similar like that it just seems um, horrible it mm. depends what sort of police officers you get and uh, how much money you have and and there's been like whole wedding parties kind of just arrested and like God. um but unless you have money to pay them off in which case yeah. you're okay so yeah it gives you a good sense of the city in a way you know just a little bit of the cultural kind of yeah um, i'd have actually liked a little bit more mm -hmm. setting and things i suppose the pace of the book doesn't allow for it but whenever i read a book from anywhere one of my favorite things about literature is being transported to different places in the world particularly places i haven't been and that i now want to go yeah you didn't get like a sense of landscape you just got kind of the rush hour rush at 5 30 you got the police you got the language was great. I loved how that had been. In fact, we were talking about this last week with like Tender as the Flesh. That we, we, could we have wanted done with it more, in Spanish, didn't we? Yeah. Whereas this, it was like, great, you got actually the some language of that. interspersed, yeah. but not so you couldn't. Yeah, because you kind of get, I mean, language transports you and it gives you a sense of personality as well. So just having those words, even mm. though you don't understand what they actually meant, you get the sense of it. You, you just know, know where you know, you're like at. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're at home with it. Um, what, what did you think, too? Mm-hmm. Now, I've already had this argument with myself while I was reading it. Yeah. So, you know how there's so many references to Instagram and yeah. Snapchat and and there are hashtags in the book yeah. and things. Initially, my brain went, oh, well, I don't like that. Too That's modern. all yeah, yeah, modern. Yeah. And it also ages it because those things, Dates as much it, as they yeah. feel permanent, they aren't going to be around forever. But then in the same breath, I went, I'm sure I've enjoyed books from before I was born where they put a record on the record player. There's so many. And, you know. Yeah, there's so many things uh, that we wouldn't understand. Like... That's why people study literature from like the past because you mm. go, oh, what does this mean? Oh, and then you need some sort of history knowledge to know that, oh, well, actually, at this point in time, they used that. And, da, da, mm. da, da, da. and maybe, maybe in 100 years, people go, what the hell was Instagram? And they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's it. what I struggle with. Maybe it's because I'm slightly old fashioned. But you know, the last time I had a crack at writing some fiction, it was yeah. that thing set in Sweden yeah. uh, based on my time in Sweden. And, um, and I kept finding myself, because I don't know how to write a novel, mm. I've not had any training, and I kept finding myself going, oh, well, I don't really want my character to send a text. I don't want <laughs> yeah, text yeah, in my yeah, novel. Yeah. But that is how people communicate. communicate yeah. And, um, yeah, just a little arm Yeah, I had arm the same thing, actually. Um, well, yeah, I was writing um, a crappy young adult fiction, um, and, yeah, the advice I was given was, well, because I was writing it in the past, and I was using too many sort of references like MSN Messenger and all that mm. kind of thing. And I was given some advice that, you know, don't date it, basically. Um, but it depends what you're, you know, who you're talking to, really. Yeah. Um, and there's, yeah, some people won't like it. Some people will. I liked it because. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You, you kind of need it for a sense of who she is. Like, how can you get across a narcissistic character in the 21st century without mentioning Instagram? Yeah, well, she's um, an influencer, isn't yeah. she? And she's a fashion influencer. And I think actually that's, while, you know, it's all based on professions and personality types we've had before, mm. it's those influencers on Instagram are becoming very much their own personality types. You mm. know what I mean? Suddenly people are getting these platforms they didn't used to. I'm not saying if that's good, bad or indifferent. Well, it's funny, but... actually. It's almost like, yeah, you don't, you lose your personality because being an influencer sort of person becomes your personality because mm. you're constantly worried about what people think of you. And mm. how can you actually have a personality if it's so... if your whole life is online and mm. your every second thought is about what people think of you it online. It has to be documented. So yeah. it's like that can't be a genuine personality, yeah. can it? Well, it's like um, in this, um, Ayula, like, her sister's told her, look, your last... But, so Femi, who's the um, the man that's died at the very start of the book... Yeah. And, the third murdered Yes, the man. third murdered man is where you're introduced. And the world is mourning mm. him. Or, or certainly the the world around him is mourning yeah. him. So online there are hashtags and things. And she's his at-the-time girlfriend. She's not been suspected or anything. So for all intents and purposes, she has to be outwardly mourning. Yeah. So, um, so you, Karida gives her guidance. Yeah, she has to yeah. tailor what she posts online to this. And then at some point, she wants to start posting normal selfies because yeah. she feels no guilt about what she's done she just wants to get back to posting this cute new outfit or yeah. whatever it is uh, but anyway she captured that sort of um a sense of that influencer social media type character yes um, very of the moment character do you want what else do you want to talk about with the book the cover look at it it's great isn't it this is where you put this this was on the table upstairs when i came home I said, oh, is this what we're reading? I picked up, oh, my God, what a cover. <laughs> a really early version of this podcast. In fact, our pilot version of this podcast, we were going to have Curtis does covers, <laughs> which is so shit in hindsight. But I am going to talk about you this cover. Like that cover. Um, it was just amazing, isn't it? So I, I think that's a Eula on the front. Yes. She's cool. She's got her sunglasses on. She, like, um, and then it's like, it's got, actually, it's got the black background and then bright green text mm -hmm. it's like uh, the testaments by margaret atwood yeah yeah, in it's actually, yeah the green, the black, um, yeah. lovely and a bottle of bleach on the back um you know hard to not the best thing to portray on <laughs> you know something people are only listening to but just have a look it's got a great great a cover. cover um i did i love this book other scenes that stood out okay so when i really really felt for karidi when her sister starts going out with dr Tade, like i really got mm. Oh, I could f just feel that pain and that isolation and that heartbreak. And also the desperate disappointment that this man just wants a pretty face. Like, mm. he doesn't know any of the good stuff about her. Mm. Doesn't care. 
Yeah, that it really broke my heart reading that because she's not only having her heart broken, she's discovering that the person she's in love with is just like the rest of them mm. when it comes to her beautiful sister who she'll never compare with when it comes to looks and charm and all that sort of thing. Yeah, there's that moment, isn't there, where she realises it's happening. She walks into her, Dr. Tade's office and Dr. Tade and the sister are, are in there together mm. and they're sat on chairs and they're yeah. angled towards each other unnecessarily close and that's when she just realises yeah. and it's, yeah. I, th- that was quite the thread actually mm. because because you, you sort of get the sense in the early chapters that she's going to be um, hooking up with Dr. Tade. He seems to genuinely like her. She, it seems like a very, very healthy friendship that could become yeah. a relationship and that's when Ayula just swoops in yeah. and doesn't care, doesn't you know doesn't pick up on her sister's feelings but she or... reads him so well though Ayula does you know she tells Kredi straight from the beginning what he's like she's like he just wants something pretty like yep. it's, you know she sees him for mm. what he is before Kredi does which is oh god and the whole thing we haven't touched on where Ayula cheats on oh yeah Tade, which, which, which is a complete um, <laughs> complete kick in the teeth like that just further underlines you know don't care that my sister quite liked this doctor and now I've got him don't care I've got this doctor she just goes with Doesn't that care, yeah. with that creepy guy who you do meet briefly they go to Dubai on a holday where he spends lots of money on her and Married she comes guy, back yeah. and 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 Kareli's like oh how was your trip she says to her sister and Eula's like oh it's fine he did die though <laughs> it's, it's like it's so um... you know it's interesting because I didn't find it that funny people are saying it's um you know explosive hilarious I I found it amusing I think the humour would come across, again, I always say this, would come across so well on TV. Because um, mm. for me, it was just like, that's her character. I, I think I didn't find it funny because I I hated the dynamics so much and I was feeling so much for Karidi that I couldn't actually laugh at the flippancy of her sister. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't make me laugh. It was just like, it, but it would be funny, I think, on screen. Um, yeah, I, again, like not a, not for a second a laugh out loud thing. It just... It really amused me and gripped yeah. me. And I really did want to find out what happened as well. Well, it's not yeah. a conventional murder mystery. I was like, because I, I, I could tell I was going to read it in a day, especially now we're all locked up at home. And yeah, it was at the weekend. And I was just, I, I was like, okay, looks like I'm finding out what happened tonight. It's yeah, rare. But, but you're not, um, but also we don't find out everything of what happens. Um, and that, because that's not the point. The point isn't the murders. Um, the point is this relationship. Yeah. And I think that's very... That's very clever to, because I don't feel dissatisfied go reading to the end and be like, oh, because, you know, it, it ends with, um, let's just read this last bit out. So the last bit is Karide, um has, is burning the number of the man Muta who uh, she has sort of made friends with in hospital, the man who was um, under a coma. Um, and she's got his number and she's wondering whether to call him and then basically burns his number uh, in the candle. And then the house girl calls her to, to come down and meet a guest. When I'm done, I walk to the mirror. I'm not exactly dressed to entertain guests. I'm wearing a boo-boo and a turban. But whoever it is will have to take me as I am. I take the back stairs, pause before the painting. I glimpse the evanescent shadow of the woman, and for a moment it feels as though she watches me from a vantage point that I cannot see. The frame is tilting a little to the left. I correct it and move on. Our housegirl scurries by me carrying a vase of roses, the go-to of the unimaginative, but I guess Ayula will be pleased. They are in the living room, my mum, Ayula and the man. All three of them look up at me as I approach. This is my sister, Karide. The man smiles. I smile back. And it's just like, it's just this never-ending, oh, 
it's like she now, she now knows that when she meets a man, she's going to be clearing. Like, yeah, she's going to be clearing up she's brains, be clearing and up their blood, mummifying him and putting her on the back seat. Yeah, uh, but it does it does get me to the point of her responsibility in this, isn't that she has helped her sister cover up her tracks all the way, like she is as guilty, not just yeah. of you know the murders and knowing everything about them in that she helped cover them up, but not giving her sister a chance to be exposed. Like her sister mm. could have been exposed on so many occasions. But she, you know, helps her with the, telling what to write on Instagram and what not to do. And um, yeah, yeah. C- 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 she's almost the mastermind of these crimes. Mm. Like Ayula just does them and cracks on, and then it's her that's doing all the cover-up and the clever yeah, stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, quite something. Yeah, and it's almost because then you read it, and you're like, mm, who's the sister? <laughs> who's the serial killer? Mm. In a way. Uh, right, should we move on to one-star reviews? Yes. So for those of you listening for the first time, I think we're on podcast number nine now, so hopefully we've got some regulars picked up already. Uh, we do one-star reviews. We go onto Amazon, we find people who just hated the book um, and read out the reviews because they're very funny. Um, we always have to put in that little intro because if you just kind of tune in the middle, it sounds like we're just reading out yeah. <laughs> ang- angry things. Yeah, the point is to the read them, to laugh at them, to them because uh on the most part we are not a fan of of giving authors one star reviews um even if you dislike a book i just think it's it's better just leave it yeah. don't you don't need to let people know and that's actually really really good because last week tender is the flesh there were no one star reviews because no. it's yeah. fresh out that's yeah. good because augustina um she she listened to it the, yeah the, the, I think the she author did, yeah. she might i mean i don't know if she i don't think she speaks english that well so i'm not sure if she would have listened she gave what, us hearts on twitter she so did. that was lovely i'm glad there were no one star reviews um but uh oh, and we should also shout out john symes who is a listener hello john thank you for your lovely comments on our last uh pod on uh, tender is the flesh and also john tweeted us a link to one of his short stories which is absolutely brilliant uh yeah, we did retweet it so have a look on our twitter at dabblers books and and give it a read yes good stuff john thank you so one star reviews of my sister the serial killer so they always call <laughs> themselves funny names as well this one just went for amazon customer oh usually it's like disappointed from stevenage <laughs> <laughs> so amazon customer Honestly, one of the mm. hardest and most infuriating books I've had the misfortune of reading. I love it when people just add that. You know when they have the misfortune of reading. Why do people yeah. do that? It was your decision. It wasn't yeah, your fortune. Yeah, misfortune. Um, there is a distinct lack of plot, flow and dialogue in this book that it feels more like a first draft than an actual complete body of work. The characters are not developed, nor is the story, which meant that I struggled to care about the character's story and the book in general. I really wanted to like this book, but sadly it's a strong no from me. <laughs> I disagree. Very, very strong characters. One yeah. thing I loved about this book. Such clear characters. Just yes. so clear. Um, next. Okay, next. Diddy. Uh, <laughs> was that Dexter? That was from Dexter. Dexter's laboratory. Diddy, get out of my lab. Okay. Uh, Diddy says, starts off well, then goes to the gutters. Again, if something really? starts off well, I just think one star is still too little even for that. No, uh, this is a short, consistent book. Disagree with Diddy. <laughs> right, Leonie just says, annoying. Thank you to Readers First for my copy of My Sister, the Serial Killer. When I read the first look at this book, I had my doubts. I find the main character's sister... Oh, God, this is brilliant. Um, I found the main character's sister, the serial killer, to be annoying, spoilt and selfish. Hmm. Good. That's, I think that's what you're meant Almost to... Almost like the idea. <laughs> I don't think she's meant to be nice. Uh, but having won the copy in the raffle, I decided to give it a go. My goodness. This was probably, hands down, one of the worst books I've ever read in my life. Set in Nigeria, the story is told from the perspective of careers... Career days. I think. Okay, she's. I think. I think it's autocorrected. Career day to career. 
Um, Karide's sister Ayula keeps killing her boyfriends and asking Karide to dispose of the bodies. Ayula is attractive, spoilt and bratish. A lot of this incredibly short novel focuses on her beauty and the crappy way she treats Karide, who is described as very tall and ugly. This is too long. Um, this novel has been described as female satire. What... <laughs> What it is is in fact a farce. Huge words and skinny paragraphs make it up to 222 pages when in normal format it would probably be more around 110. All right, so read it on a Kindle. This short length means the story has no depth, no history, no real word. Well, see, this is why I hate. This short length means the story has no depth. No. It's like, have you ever read a poem? This book is a masterclass in giving you a whole world by saying very little, which I think is just very, very clever. Yeah, it's I- great writing. <laughs> This novel has also been described as funny. It isn't, not even a little bit. I would not recommend this book. Well, thank you for your time, Leonie. Uh, Chris, nothing happens. People die, Chris. People die. I was really looking forward to reading this and it started well, but then nothing. It didn't develop the characters. Nothing happened and there was no resolution. Felt like the draft version was released by accident. All in all, I was very disappointed. It's interesting a couple of people have now said about the draft Draft thing thing, because I actually see where they're coming from. I don't agree. She did write it very quickly, apparently. I think she just had sort of the idea and then it... And I like that. It's very, very pure. It's like when you listen to like a Beatles demo. And while it might not be the amazing thing that you're used to resonating in your ears, you can totally hear what they were feeling right then. Mm-hmm. And I get this impression of that book. She had an idea. And yeah. before that idea had a chance to like overly morph or transform into something else, she kind of got it in its rawest form. Yeah. And I really like that. That's a really good analogy. Like a Beatles demo. It's like, yeah, you can't say it's not full of feeling and talent and just... Yeah. story and it's heart not polished and... but you can feel what they were feeling yeah and um, i don't know i mean it does that's the thing it does feel polished to me because every line feels important there were very few lines that i was like the only thing that stuck out to me and i feel almost like this is an editor's edition is when they're talking about the hashtag of like sort of fine femi or what happened to femi is replaced by kenyan versus nigerian jollof rice and then she oh, explained yeah. it the following line and that felt to me like one of those could you please explain to the Western audience what Jolliff is? Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah. Was that, I mean, that could just be me, and that's just because I've been told to explain things in my writing, which I didn't want to. That's probably Yeah, you could be right. I, yeah, that sort of, I do remember that. Because it kind of made but... sense to me when I saw the hashtag, and I was like, oh, you don't need that extra line in there. And that was interesting, because obviously it's such a, a concise, precise book mm-hmm. um, that it confused me a little bit. Sorry, I cut you up. You were going to say something else. No, no, I think you did, that was very good. Well, it's got some... Let's have a look at these. Um, Valerie just wrote, awful, hated it, don't know how it won an award. Thank you for your insight. Sorry, Valerie. While you find the, the next one-star review, we've obviously just spoken about the Beatles there, and you <laughs> said it was a good analogy, and thank you very much. But I had listened back to some of our podcasts the other day. I compare stuff to music a lot, <laughs> which is funny because it hasn't been my career for a long time. <laughs> but I'm always going, yeah, yeah, th- this this great work of fiction is just like a Thin Lizzy album. <laughs> good. Well, creativity isn't like, you know, we all enjoy loads of different forms of stories that's the beauty of stories and a song will remind you of a book and a book will remind you of a play and a play will remind you of a poem you once read and or a person you met in the business world i think they call that (laughs) cross-pollination um deb says boring totally lacked depth poor descriptions and never really resolved why do why do people need books to be resolved all the time like isn't the whole point is that you it's it's not about who done it. It's not about how they done it. It's about the relationship. Mm. Yeah, it's I mean, I know I'm, I'm deciding that's what it's about. It's, all, it's, it's also like the thing where everything's got to have a happy ending is quite yeah, strange. Yeah. I think we're probably not as bad for it these days. I don't know. I'm still getting used to contemporary literature, but I love the quote from Orwell where he said, "I wanted to write." Novels that reflected on society and culture that had sad endings. Oh, yeah. Dutchie's left us a great review here. Uh, 
Dirty Hands was the title, which I was like, oh, Dirty Hands. Yeah, I guess they do have dirty hands, you know, the blood on their hands. Handlers should make sure their hands are clean when packing books, as I now have grease marks all over my book, which was a present that doesn't seem to come out. Oh, D. Lou says this is a big pants read. So not your little pants read, not your big... <laughs> what your do I big, even mean? Big pants read. Clearly this book is loved by many, and for this reason I felt compelled to buy it, and it's pants. Sorry, big pants. Oh, pants as in Yeah, no, I know, shit. I just wanted to make it seem like... It's oh, like I a, see. When you see the title, like, oh, it's a big pants read. I thought <laughs> it meant like, you pants. know, oh, this is a big boy's book. I thought it meant <laughs> like that, I didn't... Okay. Uh, Jag Dev wrote, slow book. Didn't enjoy the book. Very slow. No real plot. If there's one thing this book was, was incredibly fast-paced, but yeah. go on. <laughs> Connor wrote a cutting disappointment. You're thinking you knew what he was doing there. Cutting disappointment. Mm. It's telling when a book's only remotely likeable character has spent most of the story in a coma. Such is the human cesspit of greed, self-centeredness, and frankly incomprehensible violence contained within this book. It was a relief to get to a conclusion I only scraped towards through sheer curiosity. Shame. <gasps> I really wanted to like this book. A new female African novelist with a story set in Lagos is interesting enough, but with rave reviews, the promise of hilarity and intrigue and a female serial killer, it didn't take much to have me clicking the download sample button on Amazon. Oh, Connor, you're such a lovely man for just giving the woman a chance. Well done, Connor. And the African woman as well, the African female novelist. God, you're so kind, so benevolent with your whiteness thank you and i liked what i sampled an intriguing opening act featuring bleach blood and the disposal of a dead body isn't exactly a deal breaker when looking for something to read and i'm a sucker for the micro chapter of which this brief book is constructed he has left a i i would guess that is about a 500 word review on amazon let's get to the final paragraph so i finished the book hoping beyond hope the author would end in as intriguing a way as she'd started but this was not to be the case the second most vaguely likable character after the coma patient yes connor we do remember um, ends up utterly destroyed his only crime to be as easily distracted by a pretty face as every other male character in this hellish place he seems offended that the man that is just distracted by pretty woman gets attacked like he, mm. he seems to think it's some sort of personal jab yeah it's, yeah it's like do you get these characters in a book mm. do you get this whole, this whole story i don't i don't think she's why do people read things through this anti-feminist or as if the author is this pro-feminist agenda kind of author just because she happens to be a woman like you would never read a book by a man and go well he's just pushing his agenda like you just don't do that but mm. the lens on this is so fucking sexist and also racist like huge racist undertones of oh I read it because it's a female African novelist like fuck off yeah you patronising twat you can see why I thought he was in his first year at Exeter University <laughs> no it's ugh, ugh. Yeah. Um, horrible horrible uh, da, 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 da. Um, from K undeserved accolades yet another dismal book hyped because of who wrote it not its actual in what content way? It's a debut author. What could you possibly mean? Oh, for God's what sake. could you possibly mean? Yeah, no, I looked at it yesterday. It is her debut. She's had some short stories and stuff, but this is her yeah. debut. Be- yeah, yeah, major. Her debut work. author, so not really known. What else? What's yeah. the other? Ah, fucking. Yeah. Okay, cool. So those uh, reviews were actually quite depressing and all wrong. We hated the one star <laughs> reviews today. All wrong. Yeah. None actually You're funny all at all. This book, you've made me like the book more. <laughs> yeah. And I liked it anyway. It was really good. This was so gripping. And, yep. and it was fly through. And it was just, the characters were incredible. I enjoyed Ayula's character yep. as much as I've enjoyed any character for yeah. a while now. She writes succinctly, precisely. She's got a real way of giving you the sense of exactly what's going on in the characters in very few words. 
which is a skill, Such not a, a skill. bloody um, short. Not a draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved it, and I would recommend uh, people read it, especially at the moment. You know, it's kind of a, a nice break from reality. It's not depressing. It is kind of funny. It's yeah. It's great. And it, it's a day to read. We both read it in a day each. Yeah. It's not a day wasted. If you've got a Sunday, yeah. you'll have worse Sundays I mean, than like. Literally, know. morning's reading will. Yeah. yeah. Morning's reading, a cup of tea, be done. Very nice. So before we give it a score, we're actually going to have to put, pick some books I hate soon because everything we've done, minus one or two, I've just given really high scores to. I've I know, but I feel very uncomfortable, like, not because I feel, I feel quite uncomfortable hating books unless it's Bukowski. Um, or like dead authors. <laughs> like when it... Oh, we'll do some more of those, don't worry. <laughs> no, I think there's just something, you know, I respect authors and I respect anyone that puts their work out into the world. I think it's an incredible thing. It's a gift. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's beautiful to share that. And when you think of, like, you know, you've seen me try and write stuff and you, we know other people and they struggle with like that bravery to actually just put stuff out into the world. And it takes a lot. And to add on to all that, you know, pursuing agents and publishers and editing and promoting yourself and all that and dealing with criticism, dealing with fucking fuckwit twats on mm. Amazon with their stupid one-star reviews. Like, I don't like disliking a book. <laughs> you mm. know, it, um, it feels very unfair. Like, I think you can definitely talk about things from a personal point. You go, okay, well, this isn't my sort of book. Or yeah. da, da, da. I think there's a way of talking about books that doesn't require you to be an absolute bastard. There is. Right. Uh, my sister, the serial killer, what are you giving it? I'm going to give that a 8.5 out of 10. I completely agree. I'll give it that. Cool. Fantastic book. Read it. My Sister the Serial Killer by Ian Can Braithwaite gets 8.5 out of 10 from the Dabblers Book Club. Thank you very much for writing this book. It was much needed at this time. Um, yes, breath of fresh air. What are we going to read next? Next. Uh, so I've lined up a couple for us. They're both new releases. Well, one was released last year but is coming out in paperback, I think, tomorrow. And the next will be released next week. They are Night Boat to Tangier, I think. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I'd uh, like to read Kevin that. By Kevin Barry. And the other one is How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Panjang, which comes out uh, yeah, next week, I think. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. As ever, please follow us on Twitter, email us, Hadger or Curtis at dabblersbookclub.com. You can go on our website, dabblersbookclub.com. Uh, please leave a review if you like what you're listening to. Um, if you don't, please don't. Or just send us a nice little email and we'll, we'll discuss yeah, it Email then. feedback privately. Email feedback privately. <laughs> I think that should be the mantra of, of the 21st century. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you're all staying safe and well and looking after yourselves and your families and everyone's all happy and um, and managing. Cool. Um, shall we get the kettle on? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.